If you listened to the last episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast, you know that getting a new homeowner's policy is a bit of a challenge recently, but some indicators on the horizon suggest it won't last long. While home values across California are falling in many of the metros, it's important to note that here in Slow County, we have not seen a ripple effect. JT gives us some solid reasoning as to why on this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. Here's your host, James Bueno. And here we are once again at Slow County Real Estate with Mr. Hal Swayze. We're all here, luckily, in this beautiful day. Hal, how you doing? I'm great, James. It's fun to be here already. Already. JT, how are you? Happy to be here. Hope to help the team win. Good Lord willing, everything will work out. <laughs> that, that's right. Mr. Pete, how are you? Great. Swinging for the fences. Swi- <laughs> what, baseball analogy. I so early. It, Jay. Yeah. Way to go, baby. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Kingman, how are you, sir? Doing good, guys. It's nice to be here with you on this well, how are you? Gray James? afternoon. You again. know what, James? Nobody ever Thank asked you. you. Yeah. Thank you. Nobody ever asks me. How you doing? Uh, I'm that doing, is really unfair. I'm, of I'm us. doing wonderful. You are kind enough to ask everyone I am. how we're doing, and we're like, okay. You know, I'm going to go out and say I'm a great guy. We hope you do. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was not going to say it, so you had to fill some, it in. Some, no, I didn't see it in any of your faces. Hey, hey you're good at marketing, and, and you. we know you're a great volleyball coach. Thank you. Yeah. We do know I that. I appreciate yeah, yeah. that. And then to start off the podcast today, uh, JT, you gave everybody fist bumps, which was kind of nice. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, let's get ready, man. That's there right. I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm ready Hal? I'm ready what, to rumble. What do you got? I, I think we're going to talk about real estate today. Oh, aren't we? yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's probably is a good idea for us. That's where our limit. We have we go <laughs> a little bit outside real estate. Wait, yeah, a little. Very little bit. A, a little bit outside yeah, today. We don't have self-awareness on how other people feel, but we do have self-awareness when it comes to a little bit about real estate. Uh, let's hope. Yeah, yes. yeah. So uh, I wanted to update because the insurance situation with many underwriters and insurance companies not providing homeowners and and, um, occupancy and fire insurance. We've had a few examples of what's going on. And so we thought we'd, you know, kind of bring that to the back to the forefront. Yeah, I had the opportunity to listen in to a Zoom meeting with the state insurance commissioner this week. There was a lot of word salad in that hour. Uh, But what I could take... Word salad, meaning yeah. a lot of words used, but not much said. Oh, just a lot of yeah, a lot iceberg of, lettuce, but, and yeah, nobody I, liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. Salad. Um, okay. But what I what I did get from that uh, Zoom meeting was, uh, you know, this isn't going to go away today. But I also think it's temporary. The challenges of securing fire insurance. I I think the insurance commissioner understands that insurance companies need rates in order to open back up. Sure. So how long that will take, I'm not sure, but I'm hoping it'll be temporary. But how in your business here, you've opened and closed some escrows since we uh, taped the last mm-hmm. uh, podcast about the insurance challenges. And, and what have you found? Well, before we jump into that, JT, I'm just curious. So you make that claim that you think it's temporary, but it sounds like if I heard you speaking before, you have some experience in these types of things, right? So this um, is not our first time. Yeah, this is not the first time that uh, some of the major carriers in the state kind of rolled back their desire to, to grow their business because of uh, disaster, political events, rates. I'm hoping that, that this will be short-lived, but certainly maybe months rather than years short lived like our radio career yeah yeah. so i i try to be you know kind of a half full kind of guy rather than half empty so i'm hoping it's months rather than years yeah but i I think you've made a reference to what the northridge earthquakes in the late 80s or something that was a big 
that was huge a huge loss deal. to a lot of people, and, yeah. and I guess obviously the insurance companies, right? Yeah. Well, you know, you stop and think uh, uh, an earthquake can bring an insurance company that has that as a risk to its knees in a matter of seconds. The one company that I know the most about has been in business for a hundred years. You take the the hurricane in uh, in Florida that happened in 1993. Uh, I think it was Andrew, mm-hmm. and and Andrew wiped out the largest insurance company in Florida in one storm, wiped out a hundred years of profit wow. in, in one storm. And so if it wasn't for that company's auto insurance affiliate come in and save it, they, they would have been belly up. So I'll, I'll answer you. So what, what have I seen? Yeah, a couple of things. Um, nothing too major yet. I've heard of worse things, but we've just seen some delays. You know, like, okay, yeah, we're going to write the insurance, but the lender that's writing the loan, who always wants the insurance, because remember the lender is a big owner in the house. If, if you're getting 80 or 70 or 60% financing, they're a majority owner along with the buyer. They might say, hey, we need to see the actual you know, written policy or, or things like that versus you know, being able to do it quickly. So that was one thing. Another thing that actually surprised me, we have a client that has a home in escrow and, and it's a 2,300 square foot house that's gonna go in the high over $1 million mark and they got their insurance quote right away. Now, I, I don't know, John, if you get the quote because I didn't follow it that much previously, if that's a good sign that that's gonna be underwritten. Is that usually a good sign? Well, the fact that they'll quote it is a good sign. So, and that was uh, like $2,800 for a year for on a really nicely upgraded 2,300 square foot house, detached garage, that sort of thing, little guest unit. So to me, that didn't seem too bad because I think my insurance on my little house is like 2,000 or something like that. So it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. And, so. and is that, was that a house in you know, city limits? Yeah. In a you know, lot block? City limits. It was in the city of San Luis Obispo. San Luis, okay, yeah. It. One of the things that the people in California don't realize is how uh, low our homeowners insurance rates are oh really compared to other states like if you'd bought that same policy let's say let's take texas for example i would guess in texas it's two to three times really uh, you go into florida might be four or five times because of uh, uh, extreme weather why, why? yeah the exposure to risk i mean the the what do you have in florida in uh, texas hurricanes hurricanes, hurricanes and what else that we don't think about here very often. Stampedes. Hail. Hail. Oh, yeah. Oh, hail. Oh, yeah. Big golf deals. Hail is oh, a big-time risk in some parts of the country. <laughs> what about earthquakes and fire? Well, uh, they have the same exposure to fire. I wouldn't say they have the same exposure to earthquake that yeah. we have in California. But also, earthquakes excluded from it's the California homeowner policy. policy. Right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, and so, flooding. flooding. My, my family in Houston, yeah. lots of floods. Well, right? and, and flooding, you can't get through normal carriers like the Allstate, State Farm, you know, Auto Club. You have to get flood insurance through the U.S. government. Yeah, yeah. It's the only place you can get it. So $2,800. Ten years ago, that would have sounded like a lot. Today, no, that's that sounds like a pretty good price. Yeah, well, the cost of rebuilding something has gone up significantly yeah yeah the replacement cost yeah the good news is and i should have the statistics i i i think we've seen very few fires and again this is just anecdotal i don't know i don't keep track but it just and again there's more than when you get your insurance more than just fire there's liability there's theft there's all sorts of protections you get by having that insurance It, it does cover a lot well sometimes insurance is calculated based on what happens yesterday but how should it be calculated 
What's going to happen tomorrow? What's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, we have incredible models today uh, that, that map out almost every property in the state and can gauge single individual properties about their exposure to wildfire. Predictive analytics. Yeah. And when you're saying we, you're referring to like the insurance, the insurance company because you lived in that, that industry yeah. for so I long. still say we, even I though I've been retired from that industry for seven years, it's a habit. So well, you say that about the giants too, right? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, I can, I can say we. I yeah. got my own giant uni. Yeah, right. Um, you know how you, you made comment um, to your, you were quoting the insurance you paid uh, or that was um, a purchase quoted. for a home. Yeah, quoted yeah. for a home here in, in the city. I, I know that I've got a very good friend who lives outside the city limits who um, had a lapse in his um, fire insurance. And his policy the year before was $1,800 just for, for fire. And uh, he couldn't get insured. And it was $18,000 to get it insured. Here's a big don't. Don't let your insurance lapse. Yeah. We were talking about the major carriers who mm-hmm. said, we're not going to write business right now. And if your policy lapses with you're, those major carriers, guess what? You're out. They're not going to take you back. My guess is that it's going to cost you more to go find it away from where you were. Yeah. So do not let your homeowner's insurance lapse under any circumstances. You know, and to be ultra, ultra cautious with that note, uh, if you're changing vesting in a piece of real property, you say you put your property from your name into a irrevocable family trust or a corporation or an LLC for other tax advantages, that's a different owner. Does the insurance company have to issue a new policy? If, if the insurance company has to issue a new policy, that would yeah. require an application, and they aren't accepting any application. Yeah, so that's something to be very, so, very cautious yeah, of. There have been some people yeah. here in the last week or so that have thought about you know, putting their home in an LLC and the insurance agents waving their arms going, no, no, don't do it. I wouldn't even had this conversation with my clients or anybody in my sphere a year ago. It would have been, yeah, put it in an LLC. All your investment properties should be under their own LLC. So if somebody trips and falls and sues you, it's a firewall to protect you from losing all your personal assets or your other properties. But in today's world, you got to talk to your insurance carrier first. That could, you could not have insurance on your investment properties. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's a bigger loss potentially. Yeah, right? it's, yeah it's a total yeah. loss it could yeah. be. It's a brave new world. One of the things that I hear from our buyer's agents recently is, um, you know, people out there deciding that waiting to buy their house, their next house, is their strategy. It, it is a strategy. It is a strategy. How often do you think that strategies work, Jay? It works when you're fly fishing. That's it. So let's go back in history a little bit. Here in San Luis Obispo to 2018. And, you know, in prior podcasts, I've shared with you some of my frustrations uh, with the term median home prices. It could be a skewed median in, in what area or community? Yeah. They're, they're really- half, half the homes sold for under this amount, half mm-hmm. the homes sold for over this amount, right? Yeah. So in 2018, the median home price in San Luis Obispo was $720,000. And a year later, it was up to 732, and a year after that, 753, and a year after that, 789. So four years later, you were if you bought a house in 18 at the median home price of 720, and the home values followed the median price, which isn't always true, but if it did, your home would be worth 789, and how would you feel? 
Great. That's an absolute win. 720 to 789. 789. Yeah. What is that? $69,000? Yeah, over $60,000. About 10%. 10%? Yeah. Okay. I can do that now. Your home, your home value went up 10%. How would you yeah. feel? Excellent. Yeah. Great. Good. I mean, that, that's a yeah. solid investment. Not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and a year after that, it went from 789 to 1035000 <laughs> Wow. That, that is from May of 21 to May of 22. Now, wow. we know what happened from May of 21 to May of 22. Yeah. It was almost like a feeding frenzy. Sure. There, right? Yeah, yeah. Big jump. A lot of, lot of homes that were uh, in competitive situations when they were for sale because you had multiple buyers who wanted that home, and it, what happened to prices? Yeah, they went up. They went up. They went up. Yeah. Supply and demand. Simple economics, right? Okay, so a year later, the median sales price in San Luis Obispo was nine thirty-nine. Uh oh. Oh no! This now, guy is now, falling. Now, now let me ask you: Are you ahead two hundred and twenty thousand dollars, or are you behind ninety-five thousand dollars? Well, if you bought in 2018, you're still way ahead of the game. You're way ahead. Yeah. But, but you're reading the newspaper, and the newspaper's saying, oh, the sky is falling, yeah. home prices in San Luis Obispo down 10%. And are they? But, here's the but. What was going on from 2018 to 2022 as those median home sales prices were going up? What was going on in the interest rate environment? down the rates were plummeting if they weren't plummeting they were down and stayed down yeah right? absolutely yeah, they, they were, were there they were at all-time all like, historic all-time lows. lows for those years under three yeah. percent you can't well, buy a car in finance well, well, what were we calling it we're the crash oh yeah every i mean i'm here right been doing this a while 18 oh it's gonna crash 19 oh it's gonna crash you know and we would f- jokingly say yeah the the, the market has already crashed because interest rates are like three percent we've already had the crash the rates are super low which has benefited home values for sure so so between may of 22 and may of 23 when median home sales prices in san luis bispo went down you know almost a hundred thousand bucks what happened to interest rate they doubled Okay, so when interest rates go up, what happens to individuals' buying power? Decreased exponentially. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, to, to the degree of the rate increase, right? You lose about $100,000 in buying power for every point uh, that the rate goes either up. If it goes up, you know, you're, 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 you're going down in purchase price, depending on its value. As interest rates went up, is it true that home values went down or is it true that the properties that people were able to buy were on the lower end? Which, well, which means that middle group that was much, much broader. So your sample set is going to be in the lower range. So in December of 21, your rates are like 3%. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it 3. We're right. guessing, right? Sure. Yeah. And then six months later, you're paying 55 middle of 22. Yeah. yeah. So, so the house I was looking at for seven hundred thousand. Now I can only afford six hundred thousand. Yeah, right. So, so, so it's you like, bought a six hundred thousand dollar house, not a seven hundred thousand dollar house, and therefore the median home price just went down. Right. Yet, yet you didn't buy the seven hundred thousand dollar house because that the, the home, that home value didn't go down. You just couldn't afford it. It's like eggs. Eggs went up to whatever a dozen. They got super expensive. Like they doubled, right? Six. So instead of buying twelve, six. I'm buying six. <laughs> sure. Right. Yeah. So so the question is: Do median home prices equal home values? 
I'm going to say no. I don't think the value in but, the house goes down. Well, I don't want to steal your thunder because, I mean, this no, is a no. great example. The, the real issue is, are you better off having done something sooner rather than later? Are you better off having bought the house in 2018? In spite of <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Right? Okay. Hands down. So I would suggest that living here in this marketplace and being around Hal and, and your team from 22 to 23... I don't think home values in San Luis Obispo went down. I think the houses that sold were the lower value houses because that's what people could afford. I mean, I always call it great. You know, how much does it cost to build a house, right? And I always say, well, how much are groceries? Well, you, it, you, it depends you, on what you in the bag. Right? You listed so, a house yep. in the Anholm district that's currently on the market. Yeah. It went on the market for just under one six, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And I asked you a couple months ago or a month ago, if you had listed that house a year ago, would you have listed it at one six or less or at one six or more? And a year ago, you said you would have listed it for less. Most likely, yeah. 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 Yet the median home price went down in the last year. Yeah. So that's the point I'm trying to make. Right. Yeah, is is I don't think home values in San Luis Obispo have gone down, even though the the houses that are selling depends on yeah, and also depends on price and location. I think the bigger point is you don't buy a house on average and live there a year, right? And and over a short term, that's five years you did there, eighteen to twenty three. Yeah, yeah, and in five years, your equity went up, your house payment's been fixed. What other benefits? You pay down your principal. Well, well, where There's were we supposed to? Benefits. I yeah. think one of the reasons the prices went so high is because where were we supposed to shelter during the pandemic? In yeah. our home. And everybody realized that, oh, man, if I'm going to be, I don't want to, I lived in the city because I like the theater and the restaurants and the night. Well, there's none of that's happening. Right. And so there was a huge swell of people that came to San Luis County. But, and I think it drove a lot of the pricing. And everybody that moved here is stoked they did. I haven't run into a single person that moved here from outside the area that said, oh, I'm so bummed I moved to San Luis. <laughs> moving so, back to the yeah, city. I'm moving back to San Francisco. I need to get back to San Francisco. Yeah. I'm yeah. buying a hotel in San Francisco because yeah. they're giving it to me. Right, right. <laughs> so here's the question I've been leading up to. Uh-oh. With all this. Uh-oh. And I'd like to hear Jay's opinion of what transpired this week with the inflation numbers and the, and the Fed uh, not taking a hike or, a, or, or going down with the, the rates. What's this look like a year from now, 2024? Is the median home price going to go up or down? Are home values going to go up or down? What do you think? Wow, this is being recorded, huh? It's like the predictor. Where's, yeah, the, crystal, where's the crystal ball? I wanted ball? to put you on the spot. Ooh, we're, Did I? About, we're about up on our one-year thing. We are. Rates, right? Yeah. When was that? End of June? I have to, I'll, have to, uh, look at, I'll look it up oh, while you guys, yeah. while you guys have you. this discussion. Hey, Hal, are you glad? I'm, I'm I, in the money on that one. I'm just telling you right now. I'm gonna, <laughs> I don't prognosticate, but I, I, I'm just going to claim victory <laughs> early, two weeks early. Hey, you already taken the victory I'll, lap. Up. I'll bet you you're glad <laughs> I asked Jay that question and not you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the inflationary rate is, is dropped considerably because we're talking about a 12-month rolling average, right? So great news. Um, Fed meets. They were talking about raising the interest rate a quarter point. They meet. They, they come out of the meeting. We're not raising the rate. Economy's on the right path. We got um, other people that are much, much smarter than me that are predicting, that have already predicted all of these things that we're hearing. Rates we're going to see adjusted. They're, we're going to see them in the, I'm going to say, I'm, you know, low fives by the end of the year. Um, or mid fives. And so what is that going to do to the market? It's going to bring buyers in that have been sitting on the fence, that have been listening to this podcast going, you know, gosh, I just can't afford 
to get in. Well, and we keep telling, like, we, this is like, I'll preach this to the, the end of days, and that is, if you can get into a house at 7% interest, you're going to have far less competition. Do it. Get off the fence. Make the purchase. And then when the rates come down to five and a half, you refinance. Let's say in the, the pricing difference, you spend $500 a month extra on a higher rate. So you've got a higher rate for, even if it's you know 10 months, you're talking about $5,000. When you look at the appreciation you're going to get in the asset over that period of time and when the rates come down and now all of a sudden there's bidding wars and prices are going up like they did between 20 and 21, you're going to have so much gain. That $5,000 investment that you thought you were, you were really stretching for, you thought you might have been overpaying for, is now worth $100,000. That is an incredible rate of return. I'd, I'd, I'd buy that investment all day long. Are you going to ask me? Do I get a shot at this? Uh, what do you think? Well... I, and then here's the thing. I'm quoting stuff that I'm not. I, I just get glimpses of, right? But I, I think I read somewhere that the rate of the consumer price index, the last one was four percent. CPI, yeah. right? CPI. Yeah, that's and and the same time last year was nine percent. So the rate of growth is going way down, right? So it seems like all these things they put into place are working. The cost of money makes a difference, and then we don't see a lot of new homes going up. And then we don't see a lot of people that really want to sell. We're seeing more mobility, which is good because if it gets easier to sell, and it's easier when you can get a cheap rate, and, and it's you know you're, it's like if you had to go trade your car in, but you got to pay twenty five percent interest, you're probably just going to keep your car in whatever it is. Oh yeah, right. So it puts a resistance on that. We might get some more turnover if rates get lower. That should help the market. At the same time, it'll bring buyers in. So it'd be nice for us. But I, I'm going to say that we're likely to see appreciation because if you would have had this conversation last year, it's about June, things changed so fast yeah. because we had never seen those rates go up so fast. People were in the headlights just frozen, you know, yeah. kind of like when COVID happened and like the stock market went way down and then it bounced back. You know, so it's so easy to get that panic. I don't sense that right, right now and things can change so fast either up and down. Um, anyway. it was, it, it's, it's funny. Uh, we're a month away, a month away from last year's prediction episode. Oh, okay. uh, it was on the 14th of July. So I like my chances. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember, remember what I said. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember I, what I had for breakfast. I think I had the highest rate. I guess the highest rate. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. self-serving. I think I'm going to call Jerome Powell and just say, hey, can you just bump it up one more time before my podcast you know on July 50? Huh? Just for you. Just so you've hey. been pulling the strings all along. I call him Jerry. Uh, just, you know. I, uh, wins are so rare for me that I just I need this. You know, I found out yesterday that uh, one of our listeners called in and wanted to talk to Hal about listener property. So yeah, we are. And are we? So listening? I thought that was pretty cool. That's one thing we don't really talk about very often. Like, there's people uh, Hal on this podcast, and the, the podcast is named after him. This is great information for the listeners. But if you need the services for yeah. a professional, right. of a real estate professional, Hal and his team are here. Make the call. He can help. <laughs> Fun for us to do, and we're glad it helps the community and. Um, I haven't had much constructive feedback except when I go home. So that's, you know, but it, but it's good. And that's more than the podcast. So, but I would just like to say this, because I, I think what John does is really important because we, it's easy to just get a snapshot of something and kind of be worried. But when you really think about it and you put numbers on paper, the examples he gives and they're valid examples are a powerful statement about starting soon. And whether that's buying a house or starting a savings plan or eating better or like when you train volleyball players they go hey i'm 15 i'm gonna wait till i'm 20 till i start practicing no you start that's, now it's not gonna work yeah. right so anything you want to do well and owning home is, is 
for most people seems like a nice thing to do or a smart thing to do. It's just time in. Time right? over yeah. task. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, John. Should, should I give the example I gave before we went on the air? Million bucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, so so if, if, you know, I have a fairly new grand grandchild. She, she's two now. But if you wanted to start saving at the second someone was born so that they would have a million dollars at age 70 and your rate of return was 10%, which is about what the S&P 500 historical rate of return has been. How much would you have to save per month to have a million dollars at age 70? Ooh, I know this. <laughs> James is going to cheat it. Okay, James, what's the answer? I'm going to tell you, I guessed 10. You guessed $10 I and guessed. you were wrong. I was wrong, but I was yeah. close. You were close. Yeah. Eight bucks a month. That's crazy. To be a millionaire at age 70. Eight bucks a month it's always better to start sooner whether you're investing in real estate the stock market or just a savings plan for college start sooner rather than later the power of compounding interest yeah right well there's one where it, with the hundred envelopes as well uh, <laughs> how's that going <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. we're 300 yeah. days into he's that dri- yeah he's driving yeah. a van now he's yeah. got so many hey, envelopes yeah. this might be indicative of the economy we, we started it and then um, we decided to pull some money out of yeah, right. the yeah. envelopes exactly. yeah. yeah talk to it my boss about that one it was a savings account it was a put and take account <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put it in and I'm gonna and take no, it out no rate of return on that when you stick it in an envelope I'm sorry alright gentlemen thank you very much JT thank you JP how uh, Mr. Kingman I appreciate it uh, it's been fun uh, as always you can get a hold of uh, Hal at HalSwayze.com uh, or Hal at TeamSwayze.com he doesn't like that email it's giving me a funny face so then uh, our, we do have a phone you can call it's it's uh, old school but it still works 805-781-3750 that's right thank you everybody and we will see everybody or talk to everybody next week thank you for listening to the How Swayze podcast Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and on HouseSwayze.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HouseSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. House Swayze is a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. The Slow County Real Estate with House Swayze Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.